to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Welcome back to Just Another Motivational Podcast. I'm Bria. And I'm Amber. And today we have Dope Shoes, Jameer and Steph. What's up, y'all? Yo, hey guys. what's up? What up? <laughs> All right, so y'all know we start with a minute of motivation every week. If you haven't saw, Summer Walker was wearing my jumpsuit this week when she was in Philly. I see. And, it. oh, you saw that? Yeah. 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 yeah I was hyped. I'm still hyped. Yeah. That's super um, dope. How you put that together? Well, she posted that she needed um, clothes. She was in Philly. She needed clothes. And everybody was tagging, tagging, tagging. I'm like, hmm, how can I stand out? So mm-hmm. I found her stylist page mm-hmm. and DM him. I'm okay. giving you a free game, by the way. Yeah. Um, I DM him. He didn't respond. Found his email. Mm-hmm. Emailed him. And he was like, oh, that's fire. Can you drop it off right now? And I said, mm-hmm. within an hour, it'll be there. Um, so yeah, you that's how me. I pulled it off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to wear my stuff. Um, <laughs> but dope. yeah, it was motivational one because she wore it, and two because if I can be transparent for a second, um, if this would have happened a year ago today, I probably would have like belittled the accomplishment because she didn't tag me and she wore something else for the performance. But in this past year, I've experienced such growth that I felt nothing but gratitude just for the moment mm-hmm. that, you know, she saw my item yeah. and she liked my mm-hmm. stuff. You know right, what I'm saying? So right. it was just like confirmation that I'm really producing hot right. apparel. And, sure. um, yeah. you know, it's just I've been praying for growth and it was just mm-hmm. like um, confirmation that I'm growing internally. Mm-hmm. And so on the outward, uh, on the outward, it was uh, motivational because she chose me. And on the inward, yeah. it was motivational because... I didn't look at, you know, people was calling me like, she could have tagged you. She could have. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I didn't even entertain yeah. that kind you know, right. like, I really felt mm-hmm. no way. Right. I felt no right. way. Nothing but right. gratitude. So mm-hmm. that's the best way to be. Shout out to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. right? Because like, now I feel like more blessings going to come to me just mm-hmm. because I'm already in a, a heart posture of gratitude and ready to receive, you right. know, growth. Right. That's a humbling experience. PVO. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my moment. <laughs> Um, my motivation this week came from the Roddy Rich Breakfast Club interview. During the interview, they talked about the name of his album, which is called Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial. He basically said, if you don't know him, you would think he was antisocial. And people that are always around him, they know the real him. Um, I can relate to that on so many levels because people that don't know me think I'm standoffish, I'm antisocial, and I'm mean. But I'm really not. It motivated me because although he doesn't like being social with people, he still made it in the music industry and he made it big. And he, you don't always have to be friendly to make it to where you're trying to go. What about that y'all? fits you perfectly because <laughs> definitely. I'm definitely antisocial. You are. Yeah. But I think this podcast is showing people a different people side really of you. really didn't think that yeah. I was going to talk. They're like, you can going to have a podcast. You don't talk. Yeah. You're quiet. I'm like, I'm really not. You just got to know me. What motivated y'all? Um, yesterday, Steph and I went to the grounds that Dope Fest 2020 will probably be on. Uh, so we're starting to plan a festival now. Nice. So, I mean, that was motivation of, like, us walking around the grounds and, like, knowing, like, we trying to put 10,000 people there. We, like, scoping out of, like, all right, we're going to have the art installations here. Like, this is where the VIP lounge is going to go. And we did it before. So, I mean, we want to do it at a higher level now. So it was, like, that was the motivation for me at the moment is just, like, focusing on what we got to come. But, like, really planning it out. Like, last year we planned Dope Fest for six months. Like, we mm-hmm. was on it every day for six months. So... 
like knowing that we starting that process again is exciting. Right. Nice. And we plan to get into that because we want to hear more about Dope Fest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely my motivation too. <laughs> That's why I went first because I knew he was coming. Yeah, but uh, I felt like this was the week we had. Well, we've been on it, but this was the week we had to get on, like going out there and like kind of setting some stuff up. So we got our application in for what we want to do over there. So that was definitely motivation. Yeah, yeah hopefully we can announce it soon. Yeah. I was just so about to ask. Talk, like, talk, okay, yeah, I want to know. I want to know where it's going to be. <laughs> I was just going to ask, but. All right. Um, we all be on social media. We all be on the shade room, baller alert, blah, blah, blah. I know y'all saw the video of Fab and he said that he asked Shiggy to do a choosy challenge for his song and Shiggy asked for a check. How y'all feel about that? I mean, I got mixed feelings because it's like in one sense, I see where Shiggy coming from. of like, all right, he ain't really probably getting to it on the regular. It's like the money that Drake probably gave him may have faded. Like, Did Drake like really give him money, though? He said. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch the video, so Drake didn't pay. He said he didn't. I mean, Shiggy it was rumored that he did. It was yeah. rumored that he didn't. I don't really for know. For the challenge, way. no, but he was in the video. He got like. No, for the video. I'm saying for the challenge. Oh, no, no, no. He didn't get paid for the challenge. Yeah, but I'm saying like far as like now at this point, he made a platform for himself. So it was like, all right, if somebody want to do that. But it's like Fab reached back all the time. So it was like sometimes, like I know we deal with it a lot where it's like we've reached back. And it's like, we had lift somebody up or put somebody on. And it's like, then come a couple weeks later or a couple years later, they may be on some like, oh, like, I want to check for this. Or I want to. And it's like, well, what, what was that energy at? We, we ain't asked for a check when we did X, Y, and Z. It's like, it's times where like, I don't know, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. So I can look at it. I, I, mean, I experience it from right. both perspectives. So it's like, it's times where we give people a look. And it's like, at that time, we know that they didn't have it, but we just believed in Something like it's like we always have people backstage at our shows, like design, like designers from the city, like making like how you gave Summer Walker the jumpsuit. It's like mm -hmm. we do that for every artist in the city. Like we allow people to come back there, or we allow openers to be on the show, and like yeah. different things like that, where we allowing people to be part of the platform that we creating. Because look, little baby show coming up is like that show gonna happen regardless. It doesn't like we don't have to get the opportunities, but it's like why not? Like it don't cost us nothing to do it. So it was like, in Shiggy's case, it don't necessarily cost him nothing to do the challenge. So I could see it from both perspectives. If Fab felt like he was reaching back before Shiggy took off, then it's like, he should probably do it on the stream. But then I see it from Shiggy's perspective, too, of like, he may not got as much money as Fab, or he might be looking at Fab like, dang, you could cut the check, or the label could cut right, the check. Right, right. But at certain points you get where it's like, dang, like, you should just be doing it. No. Because I think it depends, though. no. I don't think he should just be doing it because, I mean, he did the Drake thing on the strength because he liked the song. Drake never asked him to do a That's challenge. What I, was going to get I don't at. like that. Like, Fab asked him. He's not obligated to do no challenge because you want him to do a challenge because you want your song to get as big as In My Feelings. I don't like that. Right. And he don't owe him nothing just because Fab will post his videos or post other people's videos. That don't mean nothing. You do that because you want to do it. He's not asking you to post his video or whatever. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that he thinks he's obligated or he or Shiggy owes him something because... He's an Instagram comedian and he's famous. I don't like that. I don't think he uh, I don't disagree with you. I just see it from another perspective too of like if you if he was posting Shiggy videos at some point that was shining light on Shiggy's situation. So it was like why not 
if you got that relationship, maybe they don't got a relationship. I don't know. It's I was going to say, well, was he yeah, putting shit on? Did he do that? He did that's, post that's one how, of his videos. Acting, he posted one of his videos when he was like, when he first was on, it was like, well, I mean, when he first made his Instagram and it was like a clown video and Shiggy had like paint on his face, like a clown, clown paint on his face. And he was like, hi, I'm a clown. Tell me how I'm a clown. And Fab reposted it, but it wasn't like he was, was making money say, off of it. He reposted it because it was he funny. found it funny. Not exactly. Y'all mindset is different because y'all really trying to put people on. Exactly. Fab's whole thing wasn't to put Shiggy on at all. It was trying to get his own business. Yeah, it was for his own benefit. So I don't like that. I mean, I feel two ways as a creative. You have to be, you have to, you know, prepare to do things for free to get on. But also when you know your work or if somebody comes to you and asks you like, like, had Summer just failed me and I didn't have to, and I didn't come to her. Oh, she would have to pay for it. Sorry, sis. Like, you asked me. You know what I'm saying? So, if somebody comes to me as a creative and want my services or my product, exactly. you need to be prepared to pay. Now, if I want to come to you or, or you do know, off the strength, off the strength, I'm not going to ask then, for a check. Of course, I'm prepared to do it for free. But as Fab should know that, yeah, I, I, mean, just think, I think that Fab really shouldn't have made it a thing because it's like, all right. If Shiggy say he want to get paid, it should have just been more like, all right, he want to get paid. Talk and then you people. make the decision. But on the interview, like, he, why did ain't doing that. he did say that. He changed it up on like the uh, interview he did on Hot 97 or something like that. He said that he told he told the label, like, he like I'm not paying you, but I can tell the label to pay you or whatever. Cool. That's fine. Oh, right. it's, it's subtle. <laughs> but on the initial video of Fab, he made it seem like a check. You don't deserve no check. Yeah, so that was, was like, corny. he contradicted himself. It's tough, too, because it's like in the moments... They might catch me say some wild shit. It's yeah, like, you can't do that. But I'm saying, because it's like, you, you, don't, you don't really know like that them cameras is rolling like right. that or like somebody got their phone out. He was it's like in the moment. Oh, Fab was recording it. I don't know. But I see it from both sides. Though. Yeah, I see it from both sides. I agree. I don't know enough about it to like really speak really on weigh it. Really weigh in. All right. Well, we're going to get into just another motivational conversation. This is all about you guys and your journey. So just to start... What do you want people to know about you as a unit and as individuals? Steph, you go first. Because um, we didn't know your name was Steph. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we did number one independent concert promoter in Pennsylvania. Like, other than like Live Nation, obviously they big, but like, as far as like independent shows in, in this area, we, we did number one promoter. Um, we started this from the muscle with our own money, put our our own money in. We is coincidence that we talking about Fab, but that was our first show. We was thinking about our first show. We was going. We had a couple people in mind, but it came down to Fab, and they had like Fab and um, Jada Kiss for like this Freddie vs Jason thing, and then we end up doing that, and we sold out, and it was crazy. And um, so it's just it's hundred percent independent from the muscle. Everything is, and you know, no handouts. So that's what I want people to know. How many years ago was the first show? Three years. Was it okay. Three years. Three years in March. March 17th, uh, 2017. Yeah. I mean, I would want people just to know, like, behind the scenes is more like the brotherhood that we created. Um, people probably like, that's not my real brother, but he my brother. Um, we, we laugh, we play, we know each other. He know everything about me. I know everything about him. We argue and fight like brothers. But it's like we all we got a common goal and it's like this never going to stop. It don't matter. Like this dope shows is bigger than me and him. So it's like it don't matter what's going on. Like me and him might not talk today, but we going to both be posting the show. Right. We both going to be doing something that's going to push the agenda forward. So I just want people to know, like piggybacking off what Steph said, that like this 100 percent independent. We did this ourselves. Like we came from the mud with it as well as like it's never going to stop. 
Like, we never going to stop doing it. It's going to be Dope Fest 20th anniversary, 30th anniversary. That's like, lit. that's the mindset for it. So it's like, they might as well just get down. They might as well get familiar now because we ain't going to never stop. Period. Were you guys friends before you started Dope Shit? Like, lifelong yeah. friends? Yeah, we was friends. We was probably friends for like, maybe like five years before the show. I mean, before we started the show. Okay. Everyone thinks that they know what their passion is, but some people just fall into it. How was it for y'all? What made y'all get into throwing concerts? I feel like I, we kind of fell into it. Me and Mira, we had conversations about like clubs and party stuff, but like we just kind of wanted to do something bigger. So we kind of fell into it and um, we felt like it was a void missing here in Philly. And we wanted it to be like an event. Like we felt like when people bring artists for like walkthroughs, it was like cool or whatever, but like the live experience, like going to a concert, people performing their songs, like we felt like that was a major thing. So we wanted to just bring that through and bring it in in a way where it was branded. So like the, all that stuff we did is intentional. Like it's about dope shows, not about us, like all the way through. Like, so. Yeah. I mean, I was, I feel like marketing is our first pet. Like for me, it was like, I always been into marketing since a kid. Like I used to love commercials, love like how people like just learning how people actually inquired their customers. So it was like, those things like always go first for us. It's like, you won't always like, whether you came to dope shows or not, if you ever been to a festival, you ever been to a show, nine chains out of 10, you heard about it. If you live in Philly and that's on purpose. It's like, we make sure that we spend in the marketing dollars so that way people could know. And it's like, that's, I feel like that's the passion for me is like seeing it everywhere. I was in Walmart one day and I seen somebody I didn't even know had on like a dope fest hat with the that's shirt. Lit. And it was just like, I wanted to say something to him so bad. <laughs> like name. inside, it was just like, Cause I was in there, I was rushing. I just let it like that was live though. He was with his family. He looked That's like he cool, wasn't yeah. our demographic. So it was like just seeing that. Okay. So what would you say your daily motivation is? Like what, what keeps y'all going? You know, I'm sure any business it gets tough. So what keeps y'all going? I mean, I would say two things. One is just knowing how big we want it to be. So it was like this year we going for ten thousand people for Dope Fest, but it's like me and Steph talk every day. Is like we going to hit 60,000 people. Like that's the goal by year three or year, like every year we trying mm -hmm. to figure out how we could get bigger. Last year we did like 5,000 people. So even this year is like 10,000. We try and double, hopefully next year is 20. Then the following year, maybe we could jump a year. So it was like, that's the motivation. Um, more personal, which I know Steph going to agree with. I just recently lost my cousin, like less than two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's like my everyday motivation is like, he was my biggest cheerleader since I was first started doing parties at like 12. And it's like, he will post dope shows every day. He would, he ain't miss a show. So it was like, I wake up every morning just thinking about like, yo, I got to really do this for him. Or like, I can't let losing him fool me or fool us. Cause it's like, he was, he was a, like, he was on it. He was hyped about it. So I would say that those two things would motivate me daily. Yeah. Cause we kind of got that, like that Nipsey hustle, all money in Rockefeller thing going on. Like his cousin was like part of dope. Like, whether he want to operate an agreement or lot, he was part of dope shows. Mm -hmm. Mirror got other people in his family that's part of dope shows. I got people in my family that rep those shows like it, like it's ours. Like, cause it is. Like, cause the bigger we this get, everybody, like everybody wins. So we we look at it like that, like on some like for real, for real, Rockefeller, all money in, like dope shows, like that's the same thing. Like, that's how we look at it. So that's how we building it. Building the business from the bottom up, what did your journey look like? So our first show was 
Fab and Kiss, we sold out in like six weeks. That show came about. Steph came out of nowhere one day. We was like up on like one of the rooftops in the city. We was just chilling. And he was just like, yo, we should do a business together. At this point, we just was kicking it. Fast forward, we got to the point of like, all right, we going to do dope shows. This is what we going. Um, like Steph said before, we was thinking about clubs and all this other stuff before that. The first show was basically, we was bouncing off a bunch of different artists. We aced, uh, It was supposed to be A Boogie with the hoodie at first, but they were taking too long to get back. We ended up doing him later. Um, then we like went to Fab and then we was going back and forth with them. So I feel like building it up was just like, yo, like we said from the beginning, like, are right, we going to do this show? And then like when we doing this show, we're going to figure out the next show is like we're going to come up with a name. It's not about like, oh, just Mirror and Steph presents. It's like we're going to do it to where it's a brand is not even about us. Um, we was always like, all right, like our first we did our first show. We sold out. We made money, but we didn't celebrate. Like it wasn't like we got money and it was like off the first show, like, oh, we're going to go buy a new car. Or right. We're going to go splurge. We went and then booked two shows. Right. So it was like, all right, now we mm, went from one right. show. We took the profit from that show and did two shows. Then we did, so that what dad was like, we did Ross in the city and then we did Fab and Kiss in Boston. Neither one of us had been to Boston before. So that was like an experience just within itself of like me and him going together to somewhere we'd never been. And it's like, mm -hmm. we staying out here for weeks at a time. So it's just like, that was an experience of us learning each other. Cause it's like, you be homies with somebody, but it's like, it ain't like y'all in the city together for two weeks right. running around, just doing business mm -hmm. together. So it got us closer. So I feel like we got closer really through the shows. It's like, we was cool. We was mm -hmm. kicking it, but like we came brothers really through this. So it was right. like everything. I feel like building a brand was just like dope shows really changed my life. Like it was something that I always wanted to do. It was something like I always dreamed of. Cause I always like did parties. I always did marketing. I always did that type of stuff. And it's like having stuff as a partner. Like we say it all the time. Like we wouldn't have been able to do this without each other. So it was like building a brand. It was, it was exciting for me. Like I feel like it's, it changed my life. So what did dope shows teach you um, like throughout the process? What did you learn? Don't fall in love with one idea. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Because a lot of like, entrepreneurs don't fall in love eat. with one thing too. Yeah, it's like yeah. one idea, one thing. You can get like, stuck on it. Yeah, like we stuck, lose yeah. shows. Like if I was to pull up all the flyers we that got designed that the show actually never touched the people, it's wow. like it's crazy. Like people, like people see us produce a lot of shows, but we lose just as many shows as we able to produce. Yeah, I want to talk about that. And there's nothing to really do with us. It's just like just the market of like people going tours or people be out the country or it's other festivals. It's just right. a lot. It's a lot of stuff to like go into it. So I, I don't like early on, we used to fall in love with a show. Like if we, if we was planning on doing Young Thug or we was planning on doing Amigos at one point, it was like, we lost that show. We was heartbroken. Like it was like, it took us two weeks to figure out mm -hmm. the next show. It was like, yeah, if now we'd be more like, forget it. Like, all right, we, we on to the next one. Like, all right, we lost that. Let's figure it out. And but another thing is just pushing through, just getting up off the canvas, like when you fall, because like people don't really see you fall. But like we went through so many, we went through the highs of like booking Fab and like killing it with him and then like basically killing it in another market in Boston. And Ross was just all right. But then like we went after that, we did Jeezy in Baltimore and we thought like, oh, we going to Baltimore, like it's going to be lit. Mm -hmm. We did Boston, whatever, whatever. We, we did Jeezy. YBS Skola and PNB Rock and that we we took a hit like a hit hit like so like it was like damn like how can you you know what I mean you lose that much money like for real for real like being real we lost the bag down there so we got up and 
We came back. It took us a little bit, uh, a minute, but we came back. We did PNB Rock, two shows one day. That shit was like at that time. That was the biggest show. That was that we the ever biggest had. bag ever. Yeah, so like <laughs> that shit made like, up for the loss. Made, made up for the loss. But it's just like you gotta keep going. Like you really gotta see past like wherever you fall at. Like like for real, for real. Like one day I think we're gonna be able to write a movie about like some of the shit that we've been through with this business, just from like that type of shit and just can we curse yeah, yeah go right. <laughs> be yourself you done already cussed just like even dealing with like these big corporate companies and like like booking the, like the festival last year was a rumble like I don't know I don't, we don't want to elaborate on too much but yeah it was, we do but not was, yet it was a rumble we're going to rumble. get to that it was a rumble like from you know like just a whole lot of different angles but just pushing through like that's one Thing, like for sure in business like you gotta you gotta push through to see that other side like you gotta get the year two right you gotta get the year three you gotta get the eight months you gotta get like you gotta push through so like i also want to say this though because it's like in, in having that partnership though like if you got a partner because like i ain't gonna lie it's times where like i done said like man Fuck this. Like, <laughs> like we done lost this. It's like, I could be doing 50 other things. It's like, mm-hmm. just in those frustrating moments. And like, every time I swear to God, Steph is always right there. Like, he might let me spaz out and like, man, fuck this. Like, whatever. He always would be like, yo, like, you ain't doing that. Like, I ain't, like, we came too <laughs> right. far. Right. He might even go as far the next day to shoot me like a long text on something like, yo, you was you was in your bag yesterday, but like <laughs> I hope you ain't need none of that because like we got another we show got to, stuff book. to do. Right? So it's like even understanding each other to where like when you got a partner, like knowing their strengths, knowing their weaknesses, is like we know where each other is stronger and we lean to that within That's the business. Good. Yeah, I think because in, in, through our partnership, like it's an accountability there too. Like I wouldn't even dare try to quit or like attempt to quit because I know like yeah. I see the passion when we do have taken you know wins and I mean we early it's very early in our partnership but um like just our wins so far and I just see how it is making us closer as, as friends Definitely. and um that's the passion that you show and passion that it, this has brought me like the excitement I would be like Scared to tell you I want to quit. <laughs> like, I think you're going to off of my head. <laughs> Not one of them days we but, lose a bag. <laughs> we lose a big bag yet, but also like the support system that we got, like the family structure. Like talking about his cousin, like when when we lost, it was like a couple of months. People probably ain't noticed, but we took off for a little bit. But he he was on mirror line. He was like, "What's up with the next show?" Like. When you when you build it like the family type of thing and you really building it that way, like you always got people pushing you. So like right. he was always there, like, yo, like And they be more excited next? than you. Yeah, like what's next? And it's like, we can't we gotta push for them too. Can't let them they, down, right? They carry this. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? So And that was the longest we didn't have a show. Like it was three it was like four months. But it felt like it felt forever. forever to us. Because we was, we started in March. We had a show in March. We had a show in May. We had a show in June, like all back to back. And then we went, and then we had a show in August. And then we didn't have another show till January. So it was just like that Was it because like, of you were in a planning process or it was no, other things was going because on? We Y'all lost, lost more than the the oh, 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. It's independent. So it's like when you, lo- when you yeah. lose like that, oh, it's like, me, all right, we can get back. We can get back to it in a little bit, but I got to figure out my life right now. So when y'all lost the bag, did it make y'all like lose motivation? Did y'all like want to quit then? 
or was it too early on to say like um, I don't know? I think it showed us a lot about ourselves, like and the people around us for sure. Is like I think we both took inventory at that time of like who was on, who was off, and like who was shaky, and like when it came back and it came back, it came, a lot, and it came back. And it, was like, it was like. <laughs> All right, like I'm gonna carry you like this because this is how it was at that moment. You know what I mean? So That's deep. I think it taught us a lot too. So it's like we didn't being honest, it's like we when you selling out shows, you don't really learn because it's nothing, you don't feel like you did nothing wrong because right. you sold out. It was like no tickets left in the, so even if we did things wrong for those first three shows. They see all it. was sold out. So it was like, it wasn't it really like we learn. went back to the drawing board mm -hmm. to see where we went wrong. It was like, mm -hmm. who are we booking next? Right. Where I feel like Baltimore made us, like it's a lot of systems that we put in place since Baltimore that like has really carried us to where like we haven't lost money really since then just because of the way we set it up. Whereas like we, we wasn't really on that before. That's such a good point because people be so scared to fail, failing to realize that you learn through failure. Yeah, like that's, that's failure is the yeah. biggest teacher, your best yeah, teacher. So um, that's a very good point you made. So we keep talking about Dope Fest, which we are going to get into that a bit more in, in a little bit. And now you're having a fourth quarter takeover. What would y'all say that like what can you accredit to your most recent success? Like I see y'all going up lately. Definitely. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, it's strategic, though. Like we. Like we knew, like fourth quarter, we try and take it over. We came off the festival, so it was like we did little baby last January. Yeah, we missed that. We was in New York for your birthday. Remember, I was trying to get us to come oh, back for a day. For I was like, but we, we please go back to Philly for one day and so. then come back to New York. They was not with it. <laughs> I'm yeah, y'all got to come out to this one. We, we would love to. Come on, y'all up, y'all with us. <laughs> um, so we did that, but then like right after that show, we went into festival mode. So it was like, we didn't do no more shows until the festival. So from January. So it was like, once we came off the festival, it was just like, yo, we at them. Like, we was letting, we was chilling the whole, we was chilling all the other quarters. So right. we ain't chilling fourth quarter. So then we just started booking a bunch of shows. Plus we had built the relationship uh, with Dirt from the festival because Dirt got locked up during the festival so he couldn't come. So during that time, his one of his managers, we became close and he's like, um, you know, like, can we, what do you say? Like, can we put this out there a certain type of way? And I, whatever, however he wanted us to do it, we did it that way. He gained trust with us from that. And then we end up booking Dirk at the Fillmore just by himself because he got, he got out of the jail stuff, whatever. And it looked like all that stuff going to get cleared up. So we, we did him and we killed it at the Fillmore with him. And then we took him to DC. That's how the DC, uh, that's how one of the shows from the, the fourth quarter takeover got mm -hmm. got involved, and then um, we had the relationship with Little Baby, and um, so that's that's pretty much how it came about. But the Dirt thing was intricate, and in, in, uh, in one of the shows with the DC show when we did him in DC. Yeah, then like Sim Santana, he artists from the city. We had put him on a festival. Yeah, we put him on a festival. We put him on a festival big. before we even seen like it. He wasn't signed yet. It yeah. wasn't nothing. Like it was, was more buzzing, like but it he wasn't. was buzzing in the city. We seen it. And that's what we mean by like far as like just reaching back. Like it wasn't, it didn't cost us nothing to do it. It was just like he had a movement and it was like, yo, we want to put him on a festival. We reached out to the, nice. his team at that time. So then we already had a closeness with his team just from doing business in general. So it was like, we wanted to do his first headline and show here. 
So it was like, all right, well, let's just add that part of the fourth quarter takeover. And like Steph said, we had to release shit with Lil Baby. Um, we also got like two, three more shows we about to announce like within the next two weeks. So we ain't done the fourth quarter takeover ain't really it ain't over yet first quarter takeover yeah but. we gonna take over the first quarter yeah. too it's the takeover period yeah <laughs> we need to name this uh this episode the takeover, the takeover period <laughs> another thing too though to piggyback off because of, i want i be wanting people to really know like what it means to like have a partner because people don't really like i feel like people be in partnerships but they don't allow each other to check each other or they don't allow right. each other to tell so like steph just mentioned something about the dirt situation so, whatever the case is, Dirk, the whole time Dirk having legal trouble with Dope Fest. But the whole time we calling him because we see it in the media. And then it's like he get locked up. So, we calling his management team the entire time. And we like, yo, like, what y'all going to do? Like, y'all send us our money back? Like, what's going to happen with the show? So, I'm, I'm real aggressive when it's like when we in those moments. Because it's like, I feel like it's like you trying to play us. Like, y'all right. know he not getting out. And y'all playing the game. They keep telling us he getting out. He going to be at the festival. Don't worry about it. Turn. Don't look at the news. And they telling us all this stuff. And then two days, we t- we put out a running show telling people that Dirk was going to be there just based off of what the management was telling us. So the day before the show, they tell us, like, Dirk is out. He been out, though. We know he out. But they saying, like, the judge denied his travel to Philly because he wouldn't make it back by his curfew. So they was like, but we don't want to... Basically, they were saying, like, we don't we don't really want to put that out to the public that because he got future dates and it could mess up whatever right. business they got. So I'm losing it because it's like, yeah, I don't really about care say. about what your credibility is on the line. Yeah, it's like every time we ever said we was bringing an artist to this city, they came. Right. So it's like we're not even about to start playing them type of games. So I'm on the phone losing it for like 20, 30 minutes on a manager to the point where the manager like, all right, well, do whatever y'all want to do. Because like, because basically they was trying to tell us, like, don't tell the public that. And it's like, I'm not not telling the public that. Like, this is my city. Like, right. it's like I'm not about to lie to people that like really know me. It's mm-hmm. like, if y'all ain't going to be here and it's because he got legal trouble, it's because he got legal trouble. Don't try to hide and, it. Yeah. It's like, it ain't really on us. But literally, Steph was on some like, yo, it's a bigger play. It's like... You want to lose it in art. We could go out there and say it's because he got legal trouble or whatever the case is, but it's like, we going to ruin the relationship with them. Yeah, right. And it's important. like, I had to basically end up being on some like, yo, I don't, I don't put you on my part. <laughs> Nail just cry. I, I had to just back down. But it's like, in those moments, sometimes it's hard to do that. But it's right. the trust that we got for each other. I'm sitting there, even when he on the phone with the manager, I'm still next to him with all my aggression. And like, say this. Like, t- make sure you let them know this. And stuff just like, no, like, yo, it's a bigger play. And it's like, now we done booked Dirk. We done booked Dirk two other times. Successful shows. Mm-hmm. Now he asking us, like, yo, Dope Fest 2020, like, y'all gonna bring me back so that way I could get a chance to really do it. And it's like, mm-hmm. had, had we would have ruined the relationship about me being emotional in the moment. That's three shows. Like, with yeah, them three, we wouldn't even have got them back. That's three shows. And you don't know who else he knows in the industry. No, his, management no, no. Knows. Yeah. his agent, well, the, the manager, he was booking us. We was going to book Juice World for the uh, headliner, one of the headliners for yeah, Dope I wanted Fest. To get into yeah, and we was... We was gonna do that, but we got it through Dirk people because it's like, oh. right? They like, oh, we could get y'all. This they all person. from Chicago, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, like a domino effect. Way. So you were on one relationship, you yeah. really hurting your career. You could yeah. be. So it's important to like some people. You got to tip on, but that <laughs> particular situation, we, I think we did the right thing. Definitely, because we got a good relationship with them. So that's good. Yeah. So speaking of Dirk, 
and dope fest. What's the challenges of booking artists? Like, how do y'all deal with that? Man. I know NBA Youngboy, the dope fest thing last year, he got NBA locked up Young too, Boy. right? That was another yeah. crazy situation, yeah. But they made it right. They made us whole. So hopefully when he get off his stuff, we could get, get him back here on something quick where we could get him. <laughs> get him out because yeah but um it's a challenge with uh booking the lineup because it's like you got like people already coming in, in the market you got live nation and offers they got out like the last little baby show <laughs> man we got so many stories the last little baby show was so hard to book not this one but they had an offer for a tour for little baby and his his thing was going crazy and we had paid Lil Baby, and they took the date and uh, whatever. But Live Nation was like, well, we got an offer for him already, so y'all can't do it here. So it was like a struggle for weeks with trying to, like, maybe like, what, two, three weeks? Two, three we weeks, where like he it. got the deposit. Yeah. So we paid everybody, yeah. and we just sitting on the announcement. Yeah. Flyers is done. We ready to get yeah. it out. And it's like, yeah. we can't get it out. Yeah. But thanks to one of the, one of the guys at Live Nation who's a good friend, of ours, uh, Sean G. He owned the um, Roots Picnic. He helped us do that, and we we was able to get it. So, um, but uh, it's definitely a challenge in booking artists for sure. I mean, I'm gonna get y'all like for real for like some of the. I'm gonna just run down some of the challenges because I don't think people. I think people look at us and it's like we don't really say much. Like we keep a lot of stuff internal, so it's like people don't really know the struggles of it. Right. So. One is like we're booking. Imagine booking a festival for July, but you in January. So it's like a lot of times artists don't even book out that far mm-hmm. because they don't really know their number. So it's like you look at somebody like the baby. We booked the baby for the festival. He was fifty. He was he was fifty thousand for the festival. But two weeks after the festival, with all the accolades he had and like everything going on, he went up to a hundred. So it's like if you booking six months out, an artist don't want to sell themselves short, so they overcharge you a lot of times. So at that point, you gotta you gotta make the decision of like, are you willing to pay for what they may be worth in the future? Because it's six months. It's like an artist could get cold. Music turn every day. So it's like even some being honest, even some of the artists that was on the festival, we overpaid for, and they was ice cold by the time. The festival came and it was like, it was nothing we could do at that point because you in contract for the money. And it's like, you just went out on what the future earnings was going to be or where you thought they was going to be at. So that's a struggle. Um, I feel like just dealing with, also is like dealing with the hip hop culture. So it's like, sadly, the the criminal justice system and <laughs> hip hop culture seemed like it was aligning directly with us last year right. is like dirt got locked up nba young boy got locked up mm-hmm. and it's like this was our first year and it's like it's all independent so it's when an artist get locked up it's not really like like to the consumer it looked like they see the news and it's like nba young boy got locked up today and it's like what y'all gonna do and it's like but nba young boy people didn't respond like he ninety thousand. like we had to send him 50 grand it's like oh we goodness. don't really it's like right so it that's how it's like so People on, we was getting people trolling us of like, who y'all replacing NBA Youngboy with? And it's like, I'm ready to go in the comments like, well, tell NBA Youngboy them to send us our money back. I mean, they ended up doing, they ended up doing it and it's like, 
that but it's just the business is right like god forbid something happened to one of us tomorrow it's like that's these artists be having a hundred dates booked so it's not it's a process to get your money back so it's like for the consumer they want everything microwaved it's like who y'all going like y'all need to announce somebody else tomorrow and it's like it ain't it don't work like that we ended up putting the baby on it which was great great but but he couldn't he couldn't headline because he had another show and we had to put him in the middle of the day and people wanted to see him at the end. So yep. the middle the middle of the Dope Fest was lit. And not that it wasn't lit at the end, but people wanted to see him at the end. So, But even like with like, the challenges with yeah, that, right? Yeah. So it was like, we wanted to, at first we was going to get Meg the Stallion. She was on fire at the time. We was trying to get her and the baby. Meg was in London. It was another festival yeah. going on in London, right? Yeah, but yeah. she was actually there early. Like, so it was another festival going on in London, but she was there like that Thursday. But they was just saying more so like, yeah, but she just going to be out there. And it's like, dang, she can't come to get this bag in Philly real quick. And they like, no. So then we go after trying to get the baby. And they was basically saying like, oh, the baby got another booking that night. They was like, there's no way he going to make it to the to y'all show. We had to end up getting the baby a private jet. To fly I to Philly, you posted that. yeah, like to fly to Philly. So then, like that's a whole nother expense. It's like the private jet is like an artist expense. So it's like we could have booked another artist, but it's like so that's not included in what they had no. to pay him to perform. Like he get his fee, but it's like they they was basically saying like we not gonna take the date. Yeah. So it's like all right, we ain't gonna take the date, but it's like who else you gonna put on it? He the hottest artist out yeah. right now. So it's like he won fifty. And it's like, all right, I'll take y'all date, but y'all got to put me at three o'clock. So which means I got to get to the city by one o'clock. And it's like him flying commercial. He wouldn't have been able to get back to his, he had another booking at seven mm -hmm. in like South Carolina. So it was like, all right, what are we going to do? We're going to bite the bullet. We're going to spend the bag to get the private jet, which I think it helps later on because it's like it looked good. People don't care about how you got yeah. the baby. They wanted us to fill that spot. And for him, like, he was excited. To like, yo, like, yo, because he still was early in his career. So people probably wasn't flying in private like mm -hmm. that. So it just let him know, like. We really want you. Yeah, yeah like, we really. And, and he really probably know the brand, like, and remember. Yep. Yeah. And with the festival, uh, speaking of Roddy Rich, <laughs> this is Roddy <laughs> Rich. He had a big week this week. But uh, we, we had him booked. And then, like, um. The last, the last, like, I forget, like, the last couple of days, his agent, well, it wasn't even a person we booked through. An agent had uh, emailed us and was like, um, Roddy can't take the date. Like, I'm like, who are you? Like, we didn't book through you. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. We just, we just, we just signed Roddy to our agency. He can't take the date. He on Made in America. He going to do it. He going to do Made in America because that's Jay-Z. And it was this whole thing with Roddy. And we was losing Roddy, and it was like people was complaining about that. So we end up ha we end up having to lose him. And That's when I, I was in it right there. That's the yeah, I'm like it on the biggest day ever. Like, yeah. He had made in America when he took our deposit. So, so like, drop, don't, you, don't you have contracts in place? Yeah. So how can they? So, so they you do, but it's like agent, they, he just signed with a new agent. So the new agent was that taking voids over the his, contract that you already uh, had. They was so, taking over his whole tour, so like they look at it. Like a whole, like before it might have just been his management booking his shows. Now it's like this big agency and they like, all right, this is how we wanted to be because this is what's coming. They knew this album was coming. They knew he was going to get to this uh, price point. So that's, they just, it was a certain way how they wanted it to be. So they ain't want even to do both shows. But to answer your question though, is like, so when it is a contract in place, yeah. but is is one of them things where like, you deal with so much in like the music industry and the, we 
we not in the music industry, but we in the music industry. So mm-hmm. it's like with the contracts with them is like, yeah, it's a contract in place. But if you have an artist, I mean, if you have an agent that's saying like, Roddy's not going to play your date and like, we going to send y'all your money back. It's like, yeah, we could sue the agency or we could sue Roddy Rich. But it's like, if you're going to end up getting the money back, it was kind of like a wash. He probably wasn't going, we could have still been promoting him and still been doing whatever, but it's like, he probably wouldn't have shown. And it just made sense to like, all right, we'll just deal with, like, we'll just, we'll figure out a way to replace it. At that point, we had lost, we was losing artists left and right. That's what I mean by don't fall in love with one idea. Cause yeah. it's like, we came out the gate with a lineup that we thought was solid. And it's like, we was had to shift around the entire time. So it was like, it, at that point we was just like, all right, we ready to just get through it. Yeah. It was definitely a learning experience, but we got out of it clean. So this For year sure. we know. So since y'all learned so much last year, what y'all gonna do about Juice World? He passed away. He was y'all headliner um, for 2020. We we gonna have somebody strong. I mean, that's again, I could say it to a million things that don't fall in love with one idea. Mm-hmm. So my little brother just came out of nowhere like probably a year ago. And I was we was talking about music and he was just like, yo, like Juice World, my favorite artist. And at the time, I only knew like two records. I'm like, ah, like how he your favorite artist? I don't even know none of his music. I started listening. I became a fan. I kept talking to Steph like, yo, he like, he on fire. We need him. Last year in May, we, we was trying to get him last year for like a one-off show. He ended up getting booked for like a tour. So he had a tour date. He did like 6,000 people. He sold it out. I went to the show with my little brother. I seen how he killed it. I'm like, yo, Dope Fest 2020. Whole time, like I keep talking to Steph about it, but we got different opinions on it. Like it's like we trying to fix. Like Steph ain't necessarily want us to go in that direction initially. Finally, get Steph to agree. We put the offer in. It came through Dirk people through like the Chicago connection. Mm-hmm. We offered them two fifty to headline the festival, and he accepted it the day before he died. That's crazy. Oh my the, God. Day the day before? before? The day before he died. Oh. So the day before he died, Steph hit me and was basically like, yo, Juice World accept our offer. Wow. So how did y'all uh, feel when y'all found out that he passed away? I was heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt for just him and his family. It is different, yeah. Like, um, felt involved. He felt more impacted by yeah. it. Yeah. And his, his, the guy that found them, I follow him on, on, Insta- on Instagram, and it was just like, I'm thinking like, damn, how he feel? Like, that's crazy. Like, to find an artist like that and then like, just, and then he was my little brother's favorite yeah, artist, so yeah, it was like right. he had an attachment to him. Mm-hmm. But again, like later on that night, we talking about I'm staying and stuff. Like yo, like I don't know what we gonna do. Like that's crazy yeah. and stuff. Like we gonna find another headliner. Like <laughs> we gonna get back to work. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But no, it, it definitely was sad yeah, because now it's like even a struggle. Like just being honest is like. We felt like we had that. Like, we felt like, all right, we got the headliner right. piece. Because that's your most important mm-hmm. piece. And it's like, we was building around him. Yep. And mm-hmm. now it's like, we back to the drawing board of like, who we going to do? And like, we got ideas, but the numbers ain't necessarily making sense yet. Or we don't, we not really sold on nobody like that. So, I mean, we going, it's going, yeah, Dope Fest 2020 going to still happen, but yeah. we got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right. So, living with regrets. Whether it's like taking bad advice or making a bad call, I think every business and every entrepreneur have a regret or two or 12. I, I know for me, I think one of my biggest regrets is early on and sometimes still now not asking for help. Like I try to do everything on my own. It's like your business is your, your baby. I mean, luckily y'all are cool. So y'all got each other, but it's like, you just don't 
think that somebody else is going to take care of your business like you would. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I was hesitant to, you know, I wouldn't ask for help. I could have saved a lot of money just by using my network of people that I know. I don't know. I don't really be having regrets. Like I be, I think like I say this stuff all the time. Like two things I say is like everything happened for a reason. So mm -hmm. it's like regardless of what happened, the worst, our worst days, I could think back to like, Yo, know, that made us stronger in these regards or like that. So you never feel like that. you made a bad call? Yeah, I mean. I mean, a bad call maybe, but like not regret. You don't regret it though. Like it's like, okay. all right, like that's the way it went. Like dope. That's like, that's like one of the artists that was on Dope Fest last year, right? It was like one of the artists that was on there, we had said always as a company, like we ain't booking them. Like, it'd be too much with them. Like, and then we booked them. We was like, all right, like, it came to us. We was like, eh, we ain't knowing that. Like, this is something we, we had got offered this artist multiple times. We said like, no, we never doing that. And then this particular situation, we was basically like, we, our back was kind of against the wall. We needed one more artist. We both was just like, all right, let's take it. And then that was one of the artists that went to jail. And it was like, that was kind of like a somewhat of a regret. I knew exactly what you was talking about when you said that. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was somewhat like a regret. Of like, dang, we knew we shouldn't have booked you. But it still was like a learning process. Of yeah, like, right. That was the first time we ever had to get money back from an artist. So we learned how to press that. Mm -hmm. Like, now it's like, if it ain't... if. If stuff start, start not going our way, we need a refund. Yeah. But like right. we learned from that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can't give you times where it's like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have did that. But it shows we probably shouldn't have booked. But it's just, I don't, when, when we go through it, it's still like, all right, like whatever. Like I take, mm -hmm. I'm going to take the lumps with it because that's how you get stronger to right. me. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't really look at nothing like a regret because I wouldn't learn with yeah. what I'm learning in the business if, if I just was winning every time. Yeah, I think it all it all built the fabric of, of us and what what we are. So all of it, like the wins and the losses. I think you create your own luck. I think it's based on hard work, like for sure. Jay-Z has said one time, he said, um, I don't believe in luck. You create your own luck. Like, so I feel like I, I do believe in that. Like I believe in like you gotta grind, you gotta have the experience, you gotta go through it, you gotta really rock out with it. To like create your own luck, I don't really believe. I don't really believe in luck. I agree with your answer, but I'm I'm gonna be the devil's advocate really quick. Some people just I think you could put two people next to each other that works equally as hard, but some people are just not exposed as exposed as the next person, or they just don't have certain opportunities. I believe you know success that preparation plus opportunity equals success. Yeah. So what if that opportunity never came to that person that's working just as hard? as the person next to them, but they just didn't get that one moment, that one moment that could have changed their career, yeah. it fell upon somebody else. Somebody else was in that right place at that right time. Right. I believe Yeah, in I agree. I would call that the, your life just being written, and that's what I believe. Like, I think yeah. the journey that I'm on is destined. It ain't about right. luck. It's like the story that God got me living, it it's don't really matter. Right. Like, it don't matter what happened, whether I struggle, whether I win, is like, that's mm -hmm. what is. And that's also like even with the regrets thing is like when bad stuff happened to me, like that's how I look at it. Like this was supposed to be ha like mm -hmm. I just lost my cousin. We He was like my brother. Like it's like this was this the hardest death I ever had to deal with. But I'm telling myself every day, like, yo, God wouldn't give me this if I couldn't handle it. That's, or like, that's major. But sure I commend you. Like, I commend you for having that mindset. But it's, it's hard. Like, I, but it's, it yeah, is. but it say it's like, but what I'm going to do is like when I spend yeah. when I spend a week in the bed crying every day is like what I'm going to do. I'm going to just. I'm going to go out like that or I'm going to be right. like, all right, 
Like, let's mm-hmm. get up and let's get to it and let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more like just your, what, what God got for you. Yeah. Like, so it might look like somebody, because it's times where people look like they more lit or look like a certain way, but it don't mean that that's, right. it's lifelong. Mm-hmm. Right. It's definitely a marathon. My grandpa, I'm 97. I can agree mm-hmm. with all y'all. I be thinking like, yo, I ain't even lived a third of his life. Mm-hmm. Like, this, a, you got a long time out this journey. Right. Blessed. Right. Sheesh, I don't want to live that long. I was Me just either. thinking that. I didn't want, I'm like, oh. Um, Me either. Maybe a little bit before 97. I'm going to be bored. He like, killing it, though. He all that. <laughs> shout out to my grandpa. He shout out grandpa. Yeah. He, right, he shout get out. dressed every day. He still be driving. He all that. Oh, he lit. All right, he this might question pull is the for walker out on you every now and again, but he cool. Next question is for the marketing genius. Um, well, you call yourself. I don't know if you both you guys are both marketing. Not to discredit you. No, he's a marketing <laughs> genius. Marketing genius. Um, in your opinion, what are the best marketing tactics in today's age, day and age? Um, I think social it would be hard to not say social media. Um, I think social media opened up a lot, but I think you can't forget a lot of the old school tactics of marketing. Yeah, I was going to say, one thing we talked about on the, uh, our past episode is what would happen if social media got shut down today? Then what? I used to be saying that all the time to my sister, but the reality of it is it probably won't, that probably won't ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's business. Hypothetically so speaking. But it's, it's like, yeah, I, my sister right, used, to come up with a new do, she used to only do marketing on social media. And I used to say all the time to her, like, yo, what about if Instagram crashed? Like, mm-hmm. what you going to do? But it's like, the reality of it is, Instagram is a billion dollar business, so the likelihood of them allowing it to crash probably won't happen. Mm-hmm. Probably and if be it does, one yeah, or, they'll make a new one. Yeah. So, I mean, we probably won't ever be without social media, but you definitely can't forget, like, for the festival, we did billboards, mm-hmm. we did flyers, we did radio. All around the city. All over. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, so it's like, we definitely be trying to, like, still do other stuff outside of social media. Um, we take, like, a guerrilla marketing approach. And I think, to me, it's like, that's the best, whereas, like, if you see it everywhere, like, and it's like, sometimes we overspend on marketing, but it's like, it's really for it's the working. brand yeah. because it's like, all right, now you just keep seeing the brand. Yeah. We're not going to ever stop doing shows. So I would say social media, but just don't forget about the old school tactics, the yeah. marketing to still touch the consumer. Mm-hmm. To speak on your marketing, I just want to commend y'all on doing something that a lot of brands can't do today. And y'all built a brand that's kind of separate from y'all as individuals. Like people can know dope shows and not know Jameer and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that speaks volumes because like to some people's brands, if they don't post on their personal page, that their brand don't exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So your marketing tactics are that heavy to where your brand stands alone mm-hmm. without y'all. So Right. Like kudos. you said, you was in Walmart and you saw the guy with the dope shoes. Yeah. Right. He didn't know it was you, but you mm-hmm. knew. Right. You knew. It was but your, that was strategic was though, because we didn't ever want it to be mm-hmm. about us. It's right. Because like, right. if it's a... I seen that with the parties. Like when I used to throw parties, it was about me. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, it depended on what my relationship status was right. this week. Or like how many girls was going to come out. Like if I my ex shenanigans going right. on, they ain't coming out. Or it just always depends. Like it's like if this week, if I can't make it, people know right. that like, oh, I ain't going because Mira and Atlanta. Whereas like with this, it ain't about me. Like I don't, like we going to get, it's the inevitable. We going to get old. When we get old, we we might be 50 still doing dope fest with all right. that young talent. It's like, right. it ain't, I don't, we don't really, it don't got to yeah. be like us in the forefront. It's like, I don't really care if people know mm-hmm. that we got it because exactly. like, all right, like it's bigger than us. Yeah, we, we definitely wanted to outlive us. Like, yeah, for sure. I think it will. Yeah. 
Ever Concerts kids, never get old. Ever our kids doing the festival. Generational wealth. For sure. Period. All right. So last week, we asked a question that stirred up a bit of controversy. Um, amongst, <clears throat> especially amongst guys, but we need Mel's opinion. When is it appropriate to ask a, for a girl to ask guys for money? <laughs> 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 Did y'all, did, y'all, did y'all listen to our podcast last last week? Yeah, I listened to some of it. Did you I, hear that part? Did you get to I, that? I, I think I did hear okay. that part. Um, so when do you think it's I mean, appropriate? I feel like I feel like like you can't be like five minutes like, but I mean I don't really. <laughs> all right, look, we talk about something like this listen, all the time. Anyway. Yeah, good. You I, don't, I don't really I don't, like. I don't know. I'm 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 a generous guy. I ain't now. This is not like to be like, <laughs> like yeah, like, in you. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, I'm generous. I, that's all I'm gonna say. Like, so does it not to does it turn you I, off when I'm, girls ask too early? Or I think, I think you can't tip too early with the accent, like right away, like five minutes into it. But like, if it's appropriate, and like, if you really dealing with the girl, or you. You taking an interest in her? It's like, yeah, like you gotta, gotta do a couple things. Like, I also think that girls, I think girls should fill out like who they dealing with too, though. Yeah, because sometimes girls are jump the gun and be asking for stupid shit, mm-hmm. and it's like you really could have got more. But I, if I feel like this your angle, then yeah. it's like, eh, like yeah, I, I think, don't really know. Yeah. So it. And I feel like we too much in a world where like that's the thing. Like it's like yeah, I was that's, too that. that's too much of like what it is. It's yeah. like, oh, like I got him to do this for yeah. me. And it's like, but that's silly, depending yeah. on who you're dealing with. Uh-huh. It's like right. you could be a girl could get a guy to give give him five hundred dollars, but yeah. it's like if he got two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. it's nothing. like that's pennies. Like, yeah. just, Congratulations. And it's like, yeah, but you might have really been on that. And it's like, if you really would have just took the time to really Fuck with him. Yeah. You might. I think. Too, I think more. it's like. Yeah. I, actually, I think it's a lot. In girls' defense, though, I feel like it's a lot of fraud and a lot of. That's what I was waiting for you to be done, no. so I can yeah. say that y'all I be agree. inviting that type of energy because y'all, you know, out here, not y'all in particular, but I'm gonna say y'all talking about guys wearing watches and chains and like, you know, you can say not us, but this big watch and chains. Yes, I'm just saying y'all be flexing, and sometimes it don't even be their watch, but that's a whole nother. Uh, uh, yeah. But it's y'all inviting that energy and then get mad when a girl asks for money. Y'all wear, like, y'all wear that stuff for us, for us to for, see. For y'all don't, to see it. Who else y'all wear it for? Y'all wear it so we can see it, so we can want to talk to y'all, so we can ask for money. Um, <laughs> and then get mad when they I, ask for money. So, but I don't think it happens. In, so I'm not going to disagree with the fact that I think guys do a lot of things for females in general. I think that like I think guys get their hair cut for females. I don't think sure. it got nothing to do with like I ain't getting my hair cut for Steph. Right. It's like <laughs> I, I'm into watches. So yeah, but do I I wear plain I wear plain watches too that's cost a bag. You gotta know you just gotta know it. It don't gotta necessarily be the flashy mm-hmm. shit all the time. But I think it to me is like is it's too frequent of that cycle of like, mm-hmm. oh, the nigga flashy. So I talk to him yeah. and I get some money. Yeah. And it's like, hold it's up, dumb. slow down yeah, for a second. Dumb. Like, because, yeah. but then girls be like, it, but they don't want us to be the like, oh, I got the watch and she liked the watch. So I want the pussy. It's yeah. like, <laughs> that's what it is. That's really a cycle. But, but it's like, really it a, is cycle. a cycle, right? But it comes down to like this whole chase for what's going to happen first, right? Or like, 
who gonna cut the check first or who gonna get the pussy first? And it's like, how about we both take a step? People back don't like each like, other for people anymore. Yeah, like it's just yeah, that's not, not happening. Yeah, exactly. And I think how about that's what I'm about to say though. How about we take a step back and like, like really like other. really yeah. holler at each other yeah. and get them right. like what you like about yeah. me? It's like fuck right. this watch. They yeah. don't be liking like girls really don't be liking niggas. They be yeah. but they liking them. Up. They don't. A lot of them know. don't. They they see what they got. They see how much money they got. They see what they wear. I don't, I don't and want then, like that. I was going to say, I don't think it gets to the point to you for if sometimes I, for you to find out if you no, like the guy. If because I sense that, I'm cool. Yeah. Like, like, I, I, and I can sense that. Because like, this, this is a question I feel like that always, and it's probably a bunch of questions that girls can ask, but it's like, all right, so if I'm, if I'm, if I'm talking to a girl and it's like, all right, I feel like it's a money play. It's like, it's so many girls that it's a money play with. So it's like, what's, like, I say all the time to Steph, it's like, I feel like it's guys, we the catch. And it's like, people, it's going to go over people here, but I feel like it's like, if you, if you a man and you got your shit together, like, you really got the bag, like, fuck the cat, man, like, fuck playing around, it's like, you really, you really got it. You really could do whatever you want to do. It's right. like, it ain't a lot of them, though. Whereas, like, a girl that's chasing a check, it's a shitload of them. Yeah. It's like, we right. can count out a hundred girls in the city right now that's chasing a check. So it's like, if you, what make you special? It's like, what, if you, if, it, if that's all it is, is the check, mm. it's like, I could, all right, if I want to spend it, then spend it. And yeah. then I could go over there and spend it over there, yeah. spend it over here. It's like, what difference do it make? Because I'm going to always have a check. Mm. So right. it's like, if they want the check, that's true. The check here, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it just depends. And it's like, all right, yeah, I feel like, girl, I feel like women put, like, make it, I feel like niggas put the value on the pussy. So we ain't going to act like that ain't the case. But it's just like, I, it's just a vicious game out yeah, there, y'all. It is, and it's I think scary. it's so like it's scary for sure. I think it's so normalized to where now, if safe, a girl is not even after your check, but she genuinely just asks for something just because maybe she really needed it. You and know what I mean? She really like it for you, but now you about yeah. to cancel her because it's like, oh, she wanted to. Really it's like, mm-hmm. well, no, because but you see, I'm a, you could like, you could sense it like if it's genuine or if it's just like, all right, just, so it's if, just if you, how she do business. So if you're talking to a girl, if you're talking to a girl, you just start talking to her and two weeks later she asks you for five hundred dollars. You think she going you think she using you? But what if she really need it? It depends on the vibe of those two weeks. And it's like What's the vibe? How can you five hundred dollars? Like I don't think Yeah, I think it just depends on the situation. Yeah. And let me be clear, like this this shit I'm talking about, it don't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, okay. This ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> We hear you. <laughs> this ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, I don't know. I, I, mean, I think it's a cycle. Like y'all say, I don't know how it'll ever be. Cause I feel like I've been misread before because it was a scenario where I like really needed something that was early on. And I'm just like, I'm not even, I mean, people really know me. People really know I'm about my business. Like I get my own money, but I was like in the bond. I asked for something. And the nigga like went and told his friends like, oh, he only wanted to talk to me. And I'm just like, you're a dub, but, man. You're a dub, and you're a clown. But can you be? It's like, can you really be mad at him when it's so like? So that's what I was. That's, that's my question, out, though. Like, so how do you know? Here, how how for do you know when it's not really about that? Like, so what? We can't. I, I we're never you, in a position you, you where we sense can sense it though. If they're about that, oh. I, I, you could sense it. Like as a man, you could sense it. You could tell. Like this, like, like this, this, this is a game. Like for real, for real. I feel like y'all, y'all are. No, I definitely brainwashed. No, I could definitely sense it. Like I could just tell. Like this again. It be so much about that though. Yeah. Like you said it though. I feel like you hit it on the nose. It's like 
people don't just like each other no more. Like, it's they like, if you was younger, it was like, yo, I like her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm on her. And it's like, it's so much, like, bullshit going on out here. Like, what her, what her Instagram look like? Yeah. Right. What his Instagram look like? Or what's this? Or mm-hmm. who he know? Is it lit? Is he in the club? <laughs> it's like, it's a lot of bullshit going on. a lot on. of bullshit going on. So it's like, I feel like for men and so women, So how do we like, get in relationships? It's, it's like, hard we to don't. filter. <laughs> Well, I'm on the men, so we got to get that. (laughs) Like, I just feel like, and this is going to be hard to build genuine relationships because of how how we are now, how our society is. Like, how can we get past that? I think it could happen. Just got to find the one. Yeah, I think think it's just a lot harder. Like, I think it could happen. I just feel like it's it's super hard. You just got to get to know people, like, talk to people, like, have conversations, like, get to know people, like, learn about them. People be too busy on like the check and, and this and that. It's like, man, do you know me though? Right. Like for real, for real, like if something happened, like you gonna be there for me or like you gonna be there just to talk. I don't need nothing. Like, are you gonna talk? So I think people just gotta open their mouth. Like people be so co- consumed with the phone shit, they don't even have conversations no more. Like it ain't really like people have conversations on the text. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, no like, more pick up the phone. Yeah, or like see Cupcake people in person. All night. Like going on dates. People gotta dating is not it. really a thing anymore yeah, either. It's a lot to it. Yeah, but I also feel like it depends on who you deal with because That's like true. some people date like they be serious daters. So I don't really know. Like it depends. It's it's hard. It's hard like find, I think it yeah. depends on the person. Like you gotta. I think as men we can sense it when it's like. Sometimes we probably wrong. They may not be all about the check, but it is going on. We sensing it so much yeah. that it's like, right. all right, we're girls. It may be a guy that ain't really pressed the hit, but it's like no. that's, that's the, now that now every no. guy. First of all, because you don't saying, you don't know no, female that you going at there, so you are you going you coming at her based off her looks. What I'm her saying, I'm not. Dis- I'm saying every guy though, ain't right? pressed the hit. So I'm it's saying like different. when I say pressed is more like a guy may have, but a that's, lot. that's your intentions. I mean, so if I'm attracted to a girl, yes. Like, of course, I would want to have sex with them. That's part of being with a girl. The same way as like- But just I, like he said, get to know him, talk. I, I, do you, do you know yeah, her? Yeah, I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not saying like right off the bat. I'm saying like we could get to know each other. But it's still like, I'm not, I'm here because I'm attracted like to you. Me. Yeah, it's like, I'm not here because- Because I want to have sex with you. Because I like your sneaks. It's like, it's like <laughs> that may be a part of it, but it's like, I'm here because I'm attracted to you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. all right, like, I want to, yeah, we got to get to know each other. I'm not saying like, oh, just because I think you're pretty, I should be in your bed. (laughs) But I also feel like it's like, just because you think I got the bag don't mean you should be in my wallet either. It's like, you got to find find how it go for you. Every Mm -hmm. situation is different. Yeah, but don't lose hope though. I feel like it's it's somebody out here. For you. It's already hope is lost. Like, it's somebody out here. For you. Yeah, hope is gone. It's just like, it's gone. Yeah. No, I can't. You can't have it be gone. And I feel like girls, area. It's, a, it's a lot. Of, so when that's, is that's the appropriate time to ask for a girl to have somebody? <laughs> I mean, it just depends based on, on the, the vibe. vibe. So he's at. It depends. It ain't no real. Like I can't say like, oh, we like weekend. You cool for a check? It just depends on the person. Like everybody different. It also depends, like, I don't know what other people be having going on in their life. So it's like, I think for everybody, it depends on, like, what moment they in, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you got if you got 50 things going on right now, and this might not be the time to ask for a check mm-hmm. for nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if we just hit a lick, I'm you get generous. a check on the first right. date. <laughs> like, if that's, what, if that's the vibe that somebody is on. Yeah. 
This question. I guess there's no right answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess there's no right answer. So we gonna say. Come on, girl, stop asking for checks. Like, <laughs> that how about y'all stop, y'all stop asking for sex? <laughs> but that's a part of their relationship. So, so is a man <laughs> taking care of his family. Yeah, I agree. I don't got no wrestling for you. I just think the agenda got to be a little softened on the check. Like, girls, they check thing is just too much. Like, it's just like, it's just all about it. It's just like they go, like, a nigga with something is going to give you something. That's like, right. You just got to know, like. That's fact. Like, don't act like, oh, like, I got to get the check. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I feel like get it's only like that. Like I said last episode, it's only like that when the girl don't like the person. That's what, that's why she's so Yeah, but don't talk money. to me then. Like, because if you acting like that, but she, But she only I'm talking cool. to you because she, cause she know you got money. Yeah, I'm cool. So, like, I can sense that. When you when you when you really I'm like a person, you're not gonna ask them for money right away. Right. Like you're gonna wait, right. like you said, you and the, and the, you won't wait until they give it to you. Dude's probably gonna end up giving you something that's you ain't even ask. That's, like, huh? That's like, definitely fake. I just wanna see you smile. Like that's what like yeah. for real. Yeah. Like, like when guys sense that it'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like it's feel like it's gonna be a bunch of games getting yeah. played. I don't think girls really see it though. Yeah. I do. I'm about to say, look. like, that's up for debate. See, but y'all, but that's up for debate. Y'all may not be the, the savages that's out here, though. But now, I'm, 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 I'm like, that's bad for us, though. Like, I, I feel like it's bad for, for females in but general, this, especially but, girls that got nice stuff. People already, it's a stereotype. Like, they see us out mm-hmm. with, our, with our watches and our shoes. Now, it's like, they think we the type of girls that oh, go for niggas with money. That. Yeah, like, I brought all my stuff or my fruit for me. So, like... <laughs> I think this now with yeah. me, we got a bad name because it's like people expecting people look at us, especially like for instance, if they meet us in the club or in <laughs> on Instagram or something like that. It depends on where you meet, which that's another question. But anyway, like they meet us in the club or something, they already thinking like oh, we probably at a nigga's section because we're not paying for our own section. Like so, it's like or right, she with them? She got on this bag. She got on the shoes. I already know what type of girl she is, but I'm not. So you're wrong. See, but that's so. gonna come. From, that's gonna probably show through the guy getting to know you, though. So that's. I feel like it's gonna be the vibe. It's gonna be y'all conversation because it's the same way. It's like you got guys out here that's like that. Like you said, guy have a guy have a bust down watch on, but it's like he broke. So girls that be like trying to fix, like they looking at, like they looking at guys like that, like they looking at you, like, and it's like we. Like ain't no every every guy out here that's running around, they ain't capping. It's like people really people want real stuff, like mm-hmm. building legacies, like becoming millionaires. It's like we ain't like certain people not playing like how other people playing. Mm-hmm. So right. it's like don't like I feel like also girls don't necessarily like if you not somebody that they looking at like oh like is meek or you a celebrity or you this is like they carrying you weird and it's like. <laughs> You don't even really know that's what's true. up. That's true. It's like I don't know. It's, it's all. That. It's a bunch of. It's a it's, bunch it's, of games. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all stereotypes. So it's we're a grouping. Game. We're grouping guys all together. And we're grouping girls all together. Yeah. When there, there are like some needles in the haystack. So there's some needles in the haystack. Yeah, I know a few. Couple of my homies is needles in the haystack. Sure. All right, back to the music. Um. So who y'all think is next up in Philly as far as uh, rappers? Sean Sloan. I've seen some of his videos on yeah. Instagram. Never heard of him. Oh, I think yeah. I've seen him on your page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you manage him? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He fired. I have a listen. Yeah, he fired. He yeah, co-signing that. Yeah, yeah, he definitely fired. Um, I think Sim Santana got the ball. Yeah. Besides him. Um, we, we, we make sure that. y'all come to 
Zip saying Santa I show at yeah. TLA. Yeah. 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 Posting my son dancing to that. Oh, that's your son? Yeah. That's my son. December 27th at the TLA. This is his first headlining show. Yeah. I feel like he got the ball right now for the city. Uh, I agree. Is this Sim Santana and Friends? Yes. Yeah. Who the friends? His, his own. Oh, he's going to bring his own friends. He's bringing his own friends. I like. Um, um, who else? Have y'all heard of Main Wade? So, yeah. Um, uh, one, of my, yeah one of my close friends is like his old head or somebody that's close mm. to him. Um, we actually went to a studio session oh, uh, cool. a couple weeks ago. Um, I was listening to like a bunch of stuff he got. He definitely hot. Yeah, he he hot. I like the myself record. He got some stuff coming mm-hmm. that we heard in the studio that was crazy. Mm-hmm. I definitely like him. I'm scared to say everybody I like because people might. If you leave somebody yeah, out, I might try. To you ever heard of uh, Mirror String? I yeah, I know him. Have yeah. you listened to his music? I've I've heard I've heard like two records. I like the two records I heard, but I ain't really heard like a full Young catalog. K. He fired to oh yeah Young K from Philly. No yeah. Young K, he out of control. He like sixteen. He probably I'm I'm it's yeah. crazy. He probably yeah, like my K. favorite rapper. What part of Philly he from? Um, he from Aversert Projects. Oh, yeah, that's Aversert. like Germantown. Yeah, Germantown, yeah. yeah. Um, that's Boone. Boone people artists. from the projects always be good rappers. <laughs> and he just started rapping or something like a couple months ago. Yeah, he he signed now too. Like he got a yeah, whole situation. Yeah, he crazy. He, he crazy. Mm-hmm. It might take him a while though, but he got it on the rapping side of things, like for sure. Um, who else we like? You That's like, all I got for him. You like Leaf Ward? I like Leaf. Yeah, you might have started running down there. We heard, we saw, him, we saw him rap before. Oh, we did at that show. Put, we but Chan put that show on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't recall his performance. He hot, and I, I like Brad Grader. I like that one song. It's a song I like. Rod Grady. Oh. Rod got some hits. I never heard any music. Philly got, Philly got a lot of talent. They do. Like, it's too many. Really that's do. what I was about to say. That's why I don't want to be running down because then people would be like, we oh, forgot it. about me. Or, I listen to Young K every day and I ain't even. It's Young Cake? Young K. Uh, it's like, like a letter K-A-Y? K. It's just oh, letter K. K. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to get into our sponsors. Too busy at work to find a notary public or don't have a car? Well, please let me, Notary BG, BJK, be your go-to. I offer mobile services for legalizing documentation such as deeds, living wills, or child school trip and more. Notary BJK clients receive their first service traveling fee at a reduced rate. The top four reasons to hire a mobile notary. Privacy, convenient, time-saving, availability. I can be contacted via email, notarybjk at gmail.com, Instagram, notarybjk, DM or text 215-800-8832. Standard notary fees are $5 per page and $2 additional signatures. Traveling fees varies. All right. So for moment of truth, um, we're going to do it a little different this, this week. It's going to do like a flash round. and. So I'm just going to like throw a question out there and it's basically, you got to tell me who is, who's him. So like, but I'll use this one example. Basically. Yeah, like basically like this or that. I'll say who's funnier and y'all got to say out of the two of y'all, mm-hmm. who's funnier. So, who's funnier? <laughs> Mirror. Mirror funnier. He got more of a personality. Who's meaner? We both mean. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It depends on like yeah, what it is. Like day. Steph got his things that yeah. he's snapping about. I got things I'm <laughs> snapping about. Yeah. 
That might be meaner than me. He seemed like he's meaner. I was going to say, I had my opinion. You might be, might be meaner than me, actually. You get on his bad side, boy. Who's more stylish? Uh, Steph. Right. I'm giving it to Steph. <laughs> Who procrastinates more? Me, for sure. <laughs> Who's harder to work with? I think we're both easy to work with. Who's harder to work with? Yeah, because that wasn't the question. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, based off the interview, I would stage it weird because you seem like you'd be cussing people out and you're a little yeah. bit more diplomatic. You're more reserved. It just depends on the area. Because Steph will lose it too, though. Yeah. So it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, who's the bigger flirt? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. You have to answer. It's the moment of truth. Um, I'll take it. Mary ain't no flirt. He's a good Catholic man. Good, good, good Christian Catholic. man. Good Christian man. He's not a flirt at all. Catholic. Um, I'm the flirt. Steph, I can't flirt. Yeah. I'm the flirt. Uh, okay. Who's more creative and who's more of the administrator? Oh, that's easy. So Steph is all the way to administrative. Yeah. And we both creative, so I don't want to take that. But but he come up with most of the The marketing and stuff, stuff is me. Yeah. So Steph would be administrator. I would be creative. Yeah. All right, so now y'all get to ask us one question. Oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> the same questions. What's yeah, there? come on. Who funnier? Yeah, Amber's funnier. Yeah. Who, who meaner? Definitely me. Everybody. <laughs> who the bigger flirt? Ooh, Amber. <laughs> I don't like liking people. I'm, fr I'm friendlier. I guess that's people interpret it. Why you don't be liking people? What's that whole thing? Like, girl, I don't be liking people. I Why just don't be feeling people. That's a shame. But Why is that a shame? I don't know. Good. <laughs> uh, who is harder to work with? Um, maybe me because I'm because I'm mean. Why you so mean? I don't know. You can't say I don't know. This is the flash. Yeah. That's that's not yeah. on there. <laughs> you you. We get the answer. We want to get that's the answer. That's a good question. This, Why this is our segment. I don't think I'm really mean. I just think I'm I'm the only child, so I'm like antisocial. I'm used to being by myself and not having to talk to people. So I'm I just don't really like talking to people. I rather just be alone. <laughs> but you don't like being alone. Like you like being social. But no, I like being. I like social. being with you. I don't like being with. Other people. Mm -hmm. uh, who is the creative? Who is the administrator? I would say I'm more administrative and we both equally creative. I agree. I ain't got nothing else. That's it. Ain't nothing else on the paper. You got something else? Oh, yeah. We had, we had edited. We or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. What y'all had? So we can ask that. <laughs> we ask y'all the same? Who procrastinates more? Oh, yeah. Who procrastinates more? Me. I'm a procrastinator. I'm like, I'm, I ain't going to throw you under the bus. I'm going to let you in. <laughs> I'm a procrastinator. I'll take it. That's when I like to get things done when it's under the wire. Man, I'm That's not, how I work. I'm, I'm 530 She like morning. planning stuff. Yeah, she go like, to bed at 930. She up at 530. That's I like stuff. <laughs> stuff is on it. Make sure you don't forget. That's her. Yeah. Uh, who's more stylish? I would say. I think, I think we're both equally stylish. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, to close out, gym of the day, what can you leave our listeners with um, a mantra you live by? Quote, 
anything. Drop a gym. Ain't no shows like dope shows. Period. <laughs> you second that? I second that. <laughs> For sure. All right, y'all. Be sure to follow us at Just Another Motiv- Just Another Motivational Podcast and subscribe to us on all platforms. We out. Oh, and don't forget, we got the fourth quarter takeover. Fourth quarter. Lil we Baby got, on the 26th. Yeah, some Sim thing, on yeah. the 27th. Yeah, we got uh, Devado on the 19th. We got like three, four more shows we about to announce yeah. coming soon. So where can we find Super. y'all? Like, uh, Drop the handle for the uh, dope shows. Social media uh, handle. It's dope underscore shows underscore. Um, personal Instagram is my full name, Jameer Shaw. Benny Chase. Yeah, because we thought that was your real name. Yeah, that's that's a uh, show. Um, that's one of my favorite shows, Entourage. That's where that comes from. from. Mm. Like the main right. character. Noted. All right. Well, thanks <laughs> Thank, for coming, guys. Thank y'all for having us. Yeah. We'll see you at the little baby show. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right, we out.